0: No, (sighs) no way, no
1: way.
2: (laughs) See, now, this isn't specifically a holiday song. This song is called Skating, and it's about the lovely, wintry, snowfall feel. Now, for those of you not in Minnesota listening to the opening beautiful strains of the Vince Guaraldi Trio as we kick off episode 99 of the Brian Oak Show podcast here in the Smart Start MN Studios. Uh, In Minnesota, it is October... Well, actually, it's October 20th, virtually everywhere. Um, (laughs) But
0: actually australia in, in, think. in minnesota
2: <laughs> it happens to be a winter storm warning in effect where they were originally saying a dusting then a few days ago they upped it to anywhere between three to five inches probably around the four inch mark has now been jacked up to six to nine inches of snow on october 20th now heavy snow in minnesota is not a weird thing by the way hi it is the brian oak show i'm brian oak and that's sean hello sean hello brian. uh and it is snowing like crazy outside big heavy wet heart attack snow, and I don't say that lightly because this is the kind of snow where you will have a heart attack in if you go too quickly, so it's important to take lots of smoke breaks during the course of shoveling (laughs) and to just kind of focus on the task at hand,
0: but it's, it's snowing like crazy outside. It is, and people are driving like idiots, and I I just, like, come on, people, let's go super slow and just get there alive, not be fishtailing, because it's fun. The other morning, there was was a snowy bit, but it came and went pretty quickly,
2: and this snow, they were saying, well, the roads are still too warm, it's going to melt right away. Oh, no, 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 there's heavy accumulation going on outside, and they're saying six to nine inches now, so... There we go. South of the metro is going to be more than that, and uh, it is a snowy, snowy day, and I know that it's, this is way too early. I actually love winter, and I love when the snow comes in. This is remarkably early for this size of a snowstorm. I,
0: I like it and in- until january 1st yep. and i you if you could just remove january and february i'd be fine with winter
2: see i like it to start doing this kind of snowing mid to late november i like snow on the ground for thanksgiving and i love sure. it during the month of december but i and i feel a little bad starting out with that song right there from the charlie brown uh christmas soundtrack because i'm one of those people who like don't start playing christmas music before thanksgiving there's an order to things right now we should be focusing on horrific terrifying Halloween music, and we will in episodes to come, but um, it's just very wintry out there, so I'd, I'd like things to go in order, and I like a good snowy, cold winter, but it's not winter yet. It's still very much autumn, lots of leaves, trees still, our leaves rather, still on the trees, and um, now,
0: unfortunately, I have to go shovel after we're done here with the podcast. Yeah, we both have children, I guess we could say, well at home. Grown children. I've grown children that... You'd hope that because they're not doing a lot of other things right now that maybe they could get that done for us before we get home. Get out and shovel the damn sidewalk? Yeah, instead of playing video games, yes. Whatever, (laughs) sure, that's cool, yeah.
2: Well, you go ahead and hope for that, I'll hope for that too. Hey, speaking of the Charlie Brown Christmas special, there's also the famous Halloween special, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, and the Thanksgiving special, all of which will not be broadcast on television for the first time since they all first aired in the 60s. Why, because it's 2020 and... it's 2020 and everything's a raging garbage fire, and Apple Plus or Apple TV or Apple whatever the fuck has decided that they are only going to provide them through their particular service now not to worry there will be a handful of select dates where you can go to that particular feature and watch them for free without subscribing oh that's good but it's still to get you over there in the first place and you know that's not going to last so the i mean it's fine traditions change and i'm not someone who's like in my day although (laughs) in my day we fucking gathered around and we watched the great pumpkin charlie brown and the charlie brown christmas special come on Man. Get your homework done. Charlie Brown Christmas is on. It's unbelievable. Coming up on this particular episode, though, we are going to have a wonderful, wonderful guest, a guy who I very much enjoy his musical output, and I have for a very long time, Matt Wilson, who has, he was, he I mean, Trip Shakespeare, a lot of people think about Dan Wilson, and Dan was absolutely part of that band. Sure. And Dan Wilson has gone on to you know, unbelievable dizzying success, winning Grammys, working Not with bad. Adele, yeah. songwriting with dozens and dozens of other artists, and he's made quite a name for himself also in semi sonic. But Trip Shakespeare was Matt's band. Matt started that band yeah. and um you know, and Dan came along and then they were great together. There's no question about that. But Trip Shakespeare was Matt's band. And we recently had Munson, who was also in Trip Shakespeare on those two were together in the flops and the Twilight Hours. These days, Matt is making music with his band, the Matt Wilson Orchestra. And fact, When I Was a Writer is an album they put out right as the pandemic came roaring in. Good move. Um, (laughs) Which is a bummer, but it's a critically acclaimed album. We're going to hear some music from it. And we're going to check in with Matt Wilson because I've always been a huge, huge fan of his music. In fact, we're going to hear some Trip Shakespeare coming up in just a little bit as well as some of his newer music. But I thought we would start out with a song that to me... What they're talking about in the song entitled Whiteout Conditions is more emotional and mental, but it seems to match both the weather and the mood of 2020 thus far. So one of my very favorite pop bands of the last 50 years, they are out of Western Canada. They are the new pornographers with whiteout conditions on The Brian Oak Show.
3: Hear me tell how the pounds of
2: Now, the easy play would have been playing Snow Day by oh, Trip Shakespeare. Thank you for not doing that. It's mean, no, a great song, but... I love it, but I just it, it's it's kind of everyone's go-to. It gets post- It's going to be all over social media by the time we're done here and we get home because it's an actual winter storm warning going on right now in Minnesota. But yeah, if you're listening to this and you're not in Minnesota, you're not listening to it immediately after it publishes, it is an historic snowstorm happening right now. Snow Day would have been the easy play. But that right there is my favorite Trip Shakespeare song, The Crane. I love it so very, very much. And I've seen Trip Shakespeare. I've talked to Dan Wilson, Matt Wilson, John Munson, all in various combos over the years, and they've never effing played it. And it's my podcast, so I'm going to play it.
0: It's. The- I can't believe they haven't played that song. I mean, that's my favorite, too. Bachelorette, I love because a friend of mine, it was his favorite song. So. Mm-hmm. Loved that song! I can't believe they haven't played it. Well, they probably have
2: played it. I just never saw them play it live. And whenever they'd come into the studio at a radio station, whenever I'd be like, "Oh, you guys play in the Crane?" They're like, "Nope." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, never mind." It is the Brian Oak Show. And before we talk to Matt, I want to remind you it's made possible by the good people at Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. These are the guys who put the framework together that made this possible. Made what possible? Well, if you have an infraction, if you have a DUI, or something when you know does, you're going to want to get back on the road and back to your life as soon as possible. The state's going to take away your license. They are going to restrict your ability to get back on the road. This is a way to not completely circumnavigate that, but a way to get back behind the wheel much quicker than you otherwise might imagine. It's basically having a breathalyzer installed in your car. You blow clean, you get to drive. That's the law, and these guys help make it that way. How would people save money on the installation of their ignition
0: interlock? Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak show you get twenty percent off the installation of the ignition interlock and at the same time reach out to ed cohen and say happy birthday ed
2: happy birthday ed cohen who i just saw the other day by the way so i work at a record store as well he came into the record store i didn't recognize him one we live in the era of masks so i had that but underneath that mask he has grown out a jerry garcia beard like really like i mean we've all gotten a little covidy sure but i mean his i don't know if he's rubbing special hair tonic on it or what but he's got a proper gigantic beard cooking right now. I'd never seen him like that before, so I didn't recognize him when he came in. Smartstartmn.com slash Brian Oaks show 20% off ignition interlock installation on your or your friends or family members vehicle. Also, thanks to Busters on 28th, man, when you're in Minnesota and you take a look out at a day like this, you're like, okay, hot cider and also maybe cheese curds and a giant Cubano, some kind of warm, nourishing food. And they've got a bunch of great stuff on Busters. uh, Busters on 28th. right there at the corner of 28th and 42nd in Southeast Minneapolis near Lake Hiawatha. And they do a great job. They have food to go. You
0: can go inside where it's nice and warm and socially distance and eat and drink to your heart's content in there if you like. It's so tasty. What you want to do is just get as much food as you can, eat it all tonight, and then just go right to bed.
2: (laughs) Well, it's kind of that time. It's time to start putting on that winter layer, which I think a lot of people are thinking, hmm, it's been covid i I've been doing that, thank you very much. But um, go ahead, pack a little more on. The good people at Buster's and 28th can help you out. You can order online and get all the details you need and take a look at the mouth-watering menu, Buster'sOn28th.com. And now to the matter at hand. Our guest today. Hopefully, he appreciates the fact that I did play the Crane earlier in the show because it's my favorite song by his former band, Trip Shakespeare. And um, you know, the the handful of times I've had him in at radio stations and things like that, it was always about a different project, cool solo work like Burnt White and Blue, or maybe with the Flops. And um, I never got to see that song performed live. And so I thought, hmm, my podcast. I'm playing the Crane by Trip Shakespeare these days he has his own orchestra believe it or not the Matt Wilson Orchestra Matt Wilson is our guest Matt how are you man
4: I'm good good
2: Thank you. well today is again it's always weird Minnesotans love talking about the weather but today's weather is actually fairly remarkable it's a winter storm warning in effect there's already a good four or five inches of big thick heavy wet snow on the ground and when I talked to you earlier you're uh, you said you don't mind I mean, even this early in the year you don't mind the snow hitting us this hard
4: no, but I'm a real hermit. I don't go out much. So to me, it's just a, something, you know, to observe and a little bit of shoveling.
2: Yeah, well, there is a little bit of shoveling. So what you're telling me is by being a hermit in general that you've been prepping for a year of COVID your whole life.
4: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is my time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt Wilson's time is now well. I'm glad somebody feels that way about <laughs> twenty twenty. Um you have been doing uh recently a thing called Into Dreams from your basement, which is I mean, thank goodness for modern technology, because otherwise almost no one except you would get to enjoy it. But it's a very it's a very hermity thing to do. Um and it happens, I believe, every fortnight. You do it every two weeks. Tell me about Into Dreams. Yeah.
4: Um well kind of uh my um my music in general has been kind of coming more in a way towards its true self um and uh it's been the kind of rock has the rock part and the the big production aspect has gone away it's kind of been shed a little bit and uh, my orchestra is it kind of reflects what can be done with my music I think because it's more um the songs in a way are more uh in general are more kind of songs that you could sing around a campfire they're just kind of songs um that you know could kids could sing in their music class in elementary school or something they're more just kind of songs and so um That's kind of been where I've been going with my music, and that's what the orchestra does, is just kind of play new songs and old songs of mine. And uh, now with this uh, pandemic and being shut in, we had just, uh, in in March of, um, in March, right when the world was kind of shutting down, that was when we released this record that we made. And the record's really good. Um, It's called When I Was a Writer. And it, uh, the critics like it a lot, but, you know, we haven't been able to tour. And all musicians are going through this right now, but it's a, it's a frustration. So it, in a way, it just um, it, instead of touring, I've been doing this basement, the show in my basement. You know, it's just a streaming, it's me singing my songs with the guest mm-hmm. coming in at some point and uh maybe listening to a song here and there too and not too much talking and then just keeping it down to um 40 minutes
2: well it's uh, it's a cool deal i mean i think what just this past saturday you were joined by your brother yeah yeah and how, yeah, how does um, that how does that work? Like, what, so you know, a lot of times when you do Zoom meetings and stuff that we're all sick to death of, there's a little bit of a delay. If you two are going to play music together, is is the hookup close enough and everything moves fast enough, thanks to modern telecommunications, that you're able to actually play together online?
4: No, oh. um, <laughs> it, it's not. It sucks. It's it, there's a <laughs> delay, and so basically with Dan, I said, Dan, like, cook up some shimmering sound that's kind of more of a wash and and so when he appears it's more of like a cloud of shimmer and <laughs> all right and, basically that, that she slathered over <laughs> what I was doing it. and then when uh, Fayla, the harp player when she played um, we've got one song called um, Only Just a Boy and it's got a part in it where she just kind of in key she with her incredible like footwork she it's all in key but she's just kind of doing that big harp strokes and it's kind of like there's wind blowing through the song and again it just doesn't depend on sync that much and so and so that's all we've done so far and someone was jumping into the uh comments and saying hey there's some technology you guys can use called jamulus and so i might look into that but i kind of don't want to too much technology
2: stuff. Yeah, well, welcome to our world. Here at the Brian Oak Show, Sean and I are ardent Luddites. We, we we only get as much technology as we absolutely have to understand to be able to make this happen on a regular basis, a couple times a week. When we talk about your new orchestra, you know, I wish that, that you could play. I I know, I, I, Despite the fact that you're a hermit, I know you like to play music for people, and, and you're proud of this record, and rightfully so. The critics have been very kind to it. I've heard the record, and it's very good. Your orchestra, this time around, the group... I mean, because you've collaborated with so many people and performed with so many people. This time around, you've got Jacques Wade, who I know you've worked with before. Uh, And as you mentioned, you've got Fela there as well on the harp. But you also have Quillen Rowe of the Rowe Family Singers, who's been a guest here on the Brian Oak Show podcast before. And he is so fantastically positive and wonderful. How did it come to pass that you and Quillen hooked up and you decided to make him part of this particular musical expression?
4: Well, it, it, him and Fela kind of happened at the same time. Like, I had come across um, Fela kind of on a seasonal basis because um, she's always in the New Standards um, holiday show. Mm-hmm. She's playing harp back there. And so, you know, me being kind of part of that back line, jumping up and doing background vocals and stuff there, I came to know her. And then, um, but there was a... Um, this thing called Camp Du Nord Music Festival up in Ely mm-hmm. that happened. It was up in the woods. It was very beautiful, um, magical time. And I saw Quillen and I had seen Quillen at one of these holiday shows at one point. And so I knew him a little, but I saw him playing with John Munson, my buddy and Quillen's, uh, I just took note because it was just so rhythmic and he was kind of like a, like a drummer with his banjo. He's just so, um, he just had a groove and I, I just, I, I wasn't actively looking for people or thinking of stuff to do, but I just made note of that because that's what musicians do. You know, you just, you're kind of scouting around all the time. And then, uh, I also saw Thela there as well, um, playing out on a porch when it was raining and entertaining people. And I was reminded how, um, inventive she is and you know what a masterful player she is and so when i got back i was like i could have a band with those two and that would be really interesting and it would probably be perfect for my cloudy voice to kind of fog around in the middle of all that plucking and you know her going down low and going up high but there's kind of nothing clogged in the middle like it, good place for my cloudy fog horny kind of voice <laughs> And then uh, and then it just occurred to me, Jacques Waite is like um, a really great bass player. He loves to play bass. He kind of prefers that role in a way. And uh, so I just got together and uh, we played some of my old songs on a cover or two. And as I was coming home from that uh, first rehearsal, I recorded it. I was listening on the way home and it just sounded magical right away. And so... Yeah, that was that. It was like, okay, this, isn't, this is going to be my thing. I'm going to play, sing all my songs through this. And the plan was for it to just be all my old stuff. It was just a way to get, get my old songs out there. But then pretty soon, you know, I started bringing new songs in because I was all excited. And pretty soon we had a record.
2: Speaking of that record, you know, we were going to play Chris Bell first. I want to save that for later. I want to hear, for people who have not yet heard When I Was a Writer, uh, I think that we should hear some from the Matt Wilson Orchestra. Is it cool if we uh, go ahead and swap those and hear a little of your music right now? Yeah.
4: Yeah, Yes, please.
2: All right, well, here we go. Matt Wilson Orchestra. The song is called Decent Guy on The Brian Oak Show.
5: me up. Some people look into my eyes, and know. Some people barely see me and they turn to go. My dreams and my schemes are gonna fall apart. I'm not joking that I'm broken up inside my heart. Even though I try, and I believe I'm a decent guy. Everyone around is bound to cry. I think you better. Soon as I begin to talk, I make a smoke machine, a castle in the sky, all the freaky machinations
6: of a decent guy. Walk away, Way, away, away 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 away. Way, away, away, away,
5: away, away, I think about the villain in a movie roll, He makes a cool calculation and he sells his soul. To the hands of some intruding jerks. We see his eyes, he's about to die. We can tell that he might have been a decent guy, but then he slips away to the back of a vehicle. And we know there's probably gonna be another sequel. Even though I try, and I believe I'm a decent guy, everyone around is bound to cry. I think you better go. Guys, it's soon as I begin can to flow. I make a smoke machine a castle in the sky. All the freaky machinations of the reset guy walk away. I could break up in a million ways and disappear in the silver of a morning haze. Or find a chasm in the desert floor. I would be in it in a minute to be heard no more. Or hide away in a simple life with my arms around the shoulders of a country wife.
2: guy. That is new music. Well, new-ish in the sense that anything's new and life hasn't been in a complete holding pattern for the last six months. Matt Wilson Orchestra, the full-length release, which you should own, by the way. Go to MinneapolisMatt.com, Matt Wilson's official website, and get yourself a copy of it. Apparently there's a giant, beautiful, gatefold vinyl edition, which I will need to add to my collection, but people love this record and I'm not surprised. One of the reviews says, a master class in songwriting, arrangement, and performance when I was a writer speaks to life's Final act when we are left with few assurances but an inescapable destination. This Minnesota native handles this delicate topic with equal parts acceptance and defiance over a series of tunes that render us alternately tearful and triumphant. Not only is that highly complimentary, but I feel very accurate a beautiful description of when I was a writer. I think that that is an excellent summing up. As much as one can sum up life's work and a lifetime of accumulated talent into half a paragraph, critics have been very complimentary about the new record. And when I was a writer, as Matt mentioned, came out back in the spring just as the world came to a grinding halt and you had to cancel a bunch of shows to tour in support of it, Matt. Do you like touring do i mean you know you yourself described hermit but do you like to get out on the road and play
4: i do i get um i get really nervous for the two weeks or so prior to a show and then depending on the night it might end up being the best night of my life you know i i, I love it once i'm out there once i break the ice once i'm rolling and so i really love it and uh I crave it um, in a way because it makes me feel alive, even the terror of it, you know, just to have done something, to have faced something. So I do, and I was really looking forward to getting out there with this group. And the other thing is that um, the, the orchestra, with the harp and the banjo and the, the bass, it actually works, you know? And so it's, it's when when the band is good the orchestra is good whatever you call it um then it's you're excited because you know you're you know, it's going to go
2: well. I was going to say, listening to that song, it it sounds like that would be very fun live. Um, The strings, I mean, having multiple strings in there, I see now why you call it an orchestra with the harp and the banjo. uh, That worked really, really well together. And I also love the fact that despite you call call yourself this cloudy, mid-rangey voice, (laughs) you still get up there and hit those great falsettos (laughs) that everyone knows your voice for. And that's wonderful to hear. Uh, At the top of the show, before we got a hold of you, I did play whiteout conditions by new pornographers and something I think that you share with Carl Newman or Carl Newman shares with you is sort of a love of world wordplay in a sense that almost makes, I mean, you can always say that the voice is another instrument in the band, but the, the actual lyrical content and the, the sort of the syntax of it, the nature of it almost becomes another instrument. Lyrics are obviously important to you. Yeah.
4: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, there, it's funny there's a funny thing where um you know I can hear lyrics usually where other people can't and I don't know why that is um my wife hears birds and I never hear you know she's like oh I wonder what he's saying and i am like I didn't even hear anything right <laughs> but she you know but she's really in tune with what the birds are saying and it's a lot of people just are not that in tune with lyrics but I've always been super into them and fascinated and and so I think I'm just cause I've been so intent on it all my life. I can hear lyrics really well. And, um, I love it. It's, it's, it's a huge part of it to me. And so when the lyrics suck, then I almost have to kind of step out or, you know, I just like, I can't really love a song too much if the lyrics aren't great.
2: It is late October. There are fresh 6 inches of snow on the ground with more on the way, and we were already in lockdown before now another winter lockdown is coming to kind of uh, dovetail nicely with this global pandemic. Even even the most inspired musicians, <laughs> even the most inspired musicians can't do music all the time. Have any old habits resurfaced or hobbies or have you found a way to help pass the time that is non-music related during this particular lockdown?
4: Funny thing um, is, because I've got this, uh, I'm doing this every fortnight, and I like that term. Mm-hmm. Once, once in a fortnight show. Um, it's, um, and basically, I've never gone through that period in my life, which I should have done, which uh, uh, Elvis Costello thinks that every musician should do, which is to busk.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never oh.
4: done that, and so now that I'm uh, playing these songs alone to people i kind of have to make up my whole you know vocabulary of what i do with my fingers and figure out how to you know make it semi-entertaining and so every two weeks it for me is just this mad desperate uh attempt to kind of develop uh little arrangements for on piano or guitar and finger picking whatever it is and then um you know, and then practice it, you know, once I've figured out what I'm going to do. And so I'm, I'm desperately busy with uh, just making this music.
2: All right. Very good. Well, and something you've done, obviously, into dreams, what we're talking about every fortnight. I don't I don't know. I think that crept into my lingo because I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid. (laughs) And I think I think like you always had a fortnight to get to the abandoned tower where the ancient wizard used to live. And I think that's where I got that from. I know it's a British thing but every two weeks you do into dreams from your basement with occasionally with collaborations from friends. You've got another one coming up on well, the most baleful evening of the year—that would be Halloween, <laughs> Saturday, October thirty-first. It's going to be a blue moon. I mean, are, are you doing anything occult or weird, or is it just going to be another evening in the basement with Matt Wilson?
4: Um, well, John Munson—he—I uh, gave him his choice. John Munson is the bass player in Semisonic. He was and- just
2: our guest, by the way, uh, but two or three episodes ago, he joined us here on the Brian Oak Show.
4: Right. Yeah and he and so he's great. So he's I gave him his choice, you know, which which of these five dates that I'm initially going to do, what do you want? And he just immediately was like, "How I want Halloween." Uh-huh. And so you're going to bring him in and he's going to sing a song um Trip Shakespeare, our old band. Yeah. Um it had a song called "Graveyard." And so he's going to go to a graveyard. <laughs> And then sing the song there. And and so we're going to record that and then I'm going to play along to it. And then maybe he'll, he'll, we'll get him to do one of those kind of saucy type of overlays on top of that. And so we're going to play this song graveyard. It's going to be terrifying at that time. Um, because the election is so close.
2: Oh, <laughs> it's man. It's scary. It's super I'm scary. Terrified. That'll be just days away. Well, I know, and everyone keeps saying, like, about the polls and everything like that. I'm like, does no one effing remember? 2016, there was a 0% chance he could win, and we've watched our world transform into... even okay let's just say you remove COVID entirely which you cannot almost a quarter million people have died from this in America alone but let's just say for the sake of argument for a hypothetical situation that you remove COVID from the equation it's still an absolute giant comet and it's just it's completely out of control but you throw COVID on top of it no one could have envisioned these last four years and so I share your reticence and your concern it's it's terrifying things are actually scary yeah. and people need to get off their ass and vote early you know don't save it for that last day i know a lot of people who want to go vote that day because this is an historic occasion and a perhaps a, yeah. there's never been a more important vote but man just get it done make sure you get your ass in there and get your vote done have you voted already matt wilson
4: thank you no but i've got my plan
2: okay I've got what, my plan do you want to share your plan or are you keeping that one close to the vest
4: no we're just like we're gonna take it straight we're going straight to the city hall nice and just like ba- basically which is like writing it into the voter rolls you uh-huh, know? So, exactly yeah so that's our plan but you know it, it's all it's carefully thought through I, I, nothing is more on my mind than that I'm uh I'm really worried about okay he, he, I'm I'm worried about like yeah that the criminal president is gonna try to stay in office and yes. it's just basically a uh, crew. Cool. I I am worried about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well I, I think I think it's less likely now because everything is going so badly for him and I think it takes like, like I'm, I this is my feeling, but I I thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. So my predictions are for shit. <laughs> 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 But my what I'm thinking now um, is that basically, you know, I think it takes a certain kind of tipping point of emotion in the country somewhat in order to get the military to kind of jump over it all of a sudden, like, go against America and get, like, all these idiot, boogaloo <laughs> boy, proud, dumb shits. Right. To, yeah. Uh, to, to get them to actually, like, come out and start shooting and, and being Ugh. as bad as they think they are. And I think that because everything is going the opposite way right now and everyone is seeing through that, you know, that the emperor has no clothes. I don't think that there's enough kind of emotional uh, tipping point where these people will jump over and take this step to do a coup.
2: Yeah, well, I I really, I sincerely hope you're right. I think, you know, that if it was six months ago, it it would be a much bigger question mark um you know my my only fear is if it's even remotely close in terms of the results since all the mail-ins happened and I mean, it could be weeks before we have an actual answer as to who won yes. so let's hope that everyone just gets off their ass um i just saw a report this morning that more people have early voted in Texas than all the people who voted for Trump in Texas in 2016 this is oh his- historic in many ways now again this cannot lead to a false sense of security. Everybody has to vote. I happened to have a free Tuesday about a month ago, and I thought, you know what? I've heard that downtown is a ghost town, so I went down to the government center, and it was a ghost town. There wasn't one person in line. I parked less than a block away on the street, walked over, walked in, filled out my ballot, put it in the box, and it was done. And so even if people don't go early and you want to be out for part of this historic day, just go early because the lines are going to be a freak show, and Everybody has to vote. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. Because man, we need we need something to look forward to. Man, we we need some kind of bright spot out there at this point. I don't know. At least oh I God. do.
4: Can you imagine? It, it would be like Ding Dong, the witch is dead, kind of like to the max. <laughs> you know, to such a degree, Melting. It would be, it would, be Yeah, it'd be so happy. I mean, it would...
0: what a world! What a world! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and to, but just, just,
2: exactly, just to watch him dis- uh, decay, and I mean, because there be, there's going to be a lot of bluster afterwards, and I think that it's not a realistic thought to think that there might be some violence, and there might be some bad times if the election does not go his way, uh, you know, through his followers, through the machinations of his many lawyers and contacts, whatever the case may be, uh, but I don't think, I agree with you, I don't think we're going to see a full-blown military coup in this country, but first of all, we've just got to win that damn vote vote. So everyone get out and vote unless, of course, you intend to vote for Trump and then please, by all means, stay at home because (laughs) uh, or do whatever you like to do. Activate you know, be active in your democracy regardless. So you put out this record and it is called When I Was a Writer. It turns out, though, you're still a writer and obviously you haven't even had a chance to tour these songs yet, so there's no way you're tired of them. If people were thinking, hmm, maybe I will go to MinneapolisMatt.com because I want to support Matt Wilson and I wouldn't mind having some killer new music in any form to listen to, especially now that we're all going to be hunkered down aside from random bouts of shoveling. What would you tell people (laughs) about the record? What would you tell people about your record before they head over to Mattwell or MinneapolisMatt.com?
4: Oh, um, it's that it's uh, melodious and um, that it's tuneful and that the, the songs are real their their songs and um it's a it's a good batch of songs and that um yeah, that it, it's a it's a worthy record. People uh, seem to feel like it uh harmonizes well with pandemic living. But
2: speaking I like of it. speaking I, like it. I, I that's perfect right there that's a ringing endorsement I also noticed that uh here on your website that orchestra Matt Wilson orchestra t-shirts make pandemic life more harmonious and I'm taking a look at that sweet deer logo <laughs> that's awesome why a deer
4: I I don't know it was like um <laughs> it you it, know it, 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 it's it's like that deer on there that face, that it's like Six times more macho than I am. There's no reason why, like, I should, you know, anything about me should be represented by that deer, but it looked
2: cool. It looked yeah. super cool. I mean, that's like a giant ten point stag. That, like, the head of it right there with the pine trees in the background. I actually, I mean, it's it, when you say macho like that, people are going to think that it's like, you know, like the cover of a Molly Hatchet record or something. It's it's not quite it's not quite like that. No, I think it's a really cool no. design, and I believe I'll be adding one to my. Well, I would like to make my pandemic lifestyle a little more harmonious.
4: Nice, nice, yeah. Well, that's a good one. It's a good design. It's a damn good design. It
2: is, I mean, but just remember wearing it, you'll be six times more macho than Matt Wilson. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Matt, we're going to start thinking about wrapping things up here. I want to hear another song from you, though, and we we will say goodbye on the far side of the song, but you picked the second song, and you picked a guy that I know very little about, but whenever I hear people reference this song, they do it in hushed, reverential tones. And when you hear about the band Big Star... Everyone knows Alex Chilton, but I feel like comparatively, not nobody, but comparatively few people talk about Chris Bell, unless they're musicians, music critics, work at a record store, or deep insiders. Why did you pick this particular song?
4: Okay, remember I just told you that like I'm always wrong, or that you know, like <laughs> I, I'm so sure. It's like there, there, there have been so many times in my life especially lately where the thing i was sure about like i, I reassured my son that don't worry you know hillary clinton's gonna mm, win this is uh-huh. fine you know all these, these sorts of things um and then it's but it's the other way and i think of all the people that i've met that i thought oh god this person's a real real troll you know i'm not gonna like this and then they once they. Get past that initial meeting, you end up realizing that they've got a heart of gold. Uh, so when I fell in love and became like this kind of, uh, you know, mini student of Big Star of uh, way back in the day in like nineteen eighty one, it was just Alex Chilton this, Alex Chilton that. I was so sure Alex Chilton. I wanted to meet Alex Chilton. Wrote wrote a letter to him. He never answered. You know, but I, I was. <laughs> It was just like I was so sure that that guy was everything and um, that he was the genius. And then, then it was just kind of these other, could have been any other three guys. As time goes on, I, I came to realize that this Chris Bell is a huge part of their sound. And he's not a beautiful singer, but he's an amazing, uh, like he's the sound. I, I I think that Alex kind of like anyway uh, my brother once said you know well alex chilton's kind of like amazing mimic in a way and he is uh, a, a little bit chameleon like and he's amazing but he but he i think it was kind of like the vision in somewhat is chris bell and then alex chilton just was the perfect guy to to be it so anyway um That's why, because I've just kind of come to realize through this song, mainly just because of how big star it is, that this guy is, is a huge part of it. And I never gave him any credit.
2: Well, tragically, Chris Bell died when he was only 27 in a car accident and never really only released one proper full length LP. And this is the title cut from that. This is I Am the Cosmos, Chris Bell, as chosen by Matt Wilson on The Brian Oak Show. Wow, Matt, uh, you described that perfectly. It, it's amazing how big star it sounds without any Alex Chilton in there at all. That was actually incredible.
4: Yeah, it, you can hear the essence of it. That you know, like I think he kind of invented that sound, and he was kind of a studio genius too. And Alex is, a, you know, like has different talents and and a ton of soul, and you know, like yeah.
2: Yeah, it was just that was a that was really good well Matt Wilson's our guest Matt we have to start thinking about wrapping things up here but I want to yeah. remind people Minneapolis com is where you go for all things Matt Wilson including information on into dreams his once fortnightly uh, missive from his basement musical and experimental also the orchestra his latest musical configuration uh, they have a record called when I was a writer that has had so much critical acclaim heaped on top of it I'm not going to sit here and just read a bunch mm-hmm. of those to you but um, people love your record and people love matt wilson and matt i'm very very grateful that you took time out of a pandemic an unexpectedly early winter snowstorm and this mad life in general to uh, spend a little time with us today man thank you
4: oh yeah it's my pleasure I, it's been a joy
2: well very good and once we're through the pandemic um I'm going to somewhere down the road make you break your hermitage and come and join us here in the Smart Start MN studio on 48th in Chicago in South Minneapolis and um you can do it over here and we can do it face to face I was I always prefer that anyway but in the meantime I will I will leave you to your hermitude <laughs> Hermitude
4: yeah strong hermitude <laughs> Yes it- Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Sean. Thanks again, Matt.
0: Love your music. Thanks for everything you do. All right.
2: Thank you so much, Matt. Very good to talk to you. Matt Wilson and his orchestra, When I Was a Writer, is the record. You can go to MinneapolisMatt.com to get that, this sweet deer t-shirt, bro, and much more. (laughs) Um, We are going to dip now. Uh, But before we go, I just wanted to mention one last thing and um, also play one last song. By the way, Sean, thank you very much. You're a realtor, by the way. Should we mention that real quick? Sure.
0: Okay. You're a realtor. I am. With the Dyna Realty, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, but thanks to my client for, clients for hanging in there with me, um, it's just been a, an amazing few weeks, and and uh, literally I had like seven part deal at one point, and wow. and everybody was very patient with it. It all came together, but uh, that's part of my job is just to mitigate stress. If you're if you know somebody who's looking to buy or sell, six one two eight five nine two five nine four again 612-8594. Eight five nine two five nine four. Sorry, my brain is gone.
2: If we can't remember, if you can't remember your number, we're not going to do it for you. <laughs> no, all right? you're not. Get a hold of Sean if you've got any realty needs. He will be happy to help you out. And uh, yeah, he remembers things better in person, anyways, than he does here on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, by the way, uh, also happy birthday to your lovely bride.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, fiftieth birthday for the uh, for the bride. Ooh, so that's I don't know
2: that she wanted to share that. No, with No, she
0: she's the opposite of most people I know. She's like I love it. I have. no no issue with turning okay. 50 a year it's like doesn't matter to her she's just glad to be vertical. Well so. ha- same happy birthday to her and um thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks to
2: Busters on 28th Smart Start MN. Thanks to Audio Quip and everybody else for continuing to tune in. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters uh, and everybody. So th- I work at a record store part time as well as doing the podcast here and this past Friday finally For the first time since 1994, Tom Petty's Wildflowers was reissued on vinyl, and you were playing it in the store when I came in. People lost their. GD mind uh, over this one. There are now a lot of times with a big deluxe issue like this. There'll be a lot of different versions. There's just the three LP version. There's the five LP version. <laughs> There's the seven LP version, and I shit you not, a nine LP super box version. I think you can only get that one through the website that has wow. every demo, every outtake, all kinds of unreleased songs, and people were losing their minds. And you know, I listened to this record a little bit, but it came out in 1994. It was my first year in radio, and I. I was neck deep in all the Alterna stuff, a lot of G-Love, Soul Coughing, (laughs) Stoom, and things like that, and so I didn't get to spend a lot of time with this record, but having listened to it over and over at the store, this really is one of his great releases throughout the uh, the course of his career. It's got a lot of better-known songs on it, like You Wreck Me, which is a killer song, but it also has this one that we're going to wrap up the show with, a song that I've been thinking a lot about lately as I've been listening to Tom Petty's Wildflowers. It's Good to Be King as we wrap up the Brian Oak Show here on the brian oak show
1: <laughs>
2: mm. see you next time
7: smile It's good to get high and never come down It's good to be king of your own little town Yeah, the world to make friends, it's good to meet girls, a sweet little queen, who can't run away, it's good to be king, whatever it pays.